This is episode 19 of the Your First Rental podcast. JP, your host. We are back with Edub. Edub is a person who was in college, uh, pivoted away from college, uh, then found himself selling solar panels, got married, then went to work at an insurance company where he now sells whole and uh, term life and probably other products to people, but then accidentally found himself in the real estate world when he tried to sell his house in St. Joseph, Missouri, but was unable to, and then rented it out. So mm-hmm. we, we got the origin story. Yeah. You were, you, then you moved to Kansas City mm-hmm. to live and work mm-hmm. with your uh, new bride. Mm-hmm. A sweet time in your life, your living <laughs> life. You're, you're now a uh, landlord, but you're not taking calls or anything no. because yeah, my you, good friend, property manager. you have a property manager and they charge you X percent. Can you tell us that amount? Yeah, uh, 8%. 8%. Okay. Yep. And then so they're taking the calls. If there's repairs that needed, you have to pay for them. Um, they're finding you Tenants. the tenant, mm-hmm. which so you didn't have to go and find a tenant. No, never have. They're doing the background checks. They're going by to pick up the checks. Um, Okay, so then you're doing this. How many months before that little bell went off in your brain saying, we need to do more of this? It was one month, the first month. One month. Wow, wow. That first check. Well, well, I would say the first time, the very first check, I was like, wow, this is – Okay, because this is great. And do you get your check from the tenant or from the property management company? Property manager. They just ACH, so they ACH deposit it. Yeah. Okay, so they're ACH depositing maybe, and you said rent was $850? Uh, yeah, so at that time, so I think. 700 uh, something dollars. Yeah, 780, 790, something like that. Yeah. And you're making a $380 house payment yeah. and having $300 left over and thinking, this is nice. Why am I not doing more of this? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. But at that point, I hadn't had the means, or I would also say, this is, comes back to what I was saying earlier, action. There was just a lot of, you know, oh, I want to be rich, but not yeah. really, you're not really, you know, taking the actionable, actionable steps to do it, you yeah. know. And then you thought, um, well, real estate is a way to, mm-hmm. since 90% of rich people made their money mm-hmm. off real estate. Mm-hmm. So then how quickly then were you looking at properties? Were you? Not very, not very. So from okay. that point, I was still just focused on more so focus on building myself, right? Because I think okay. that, you know, real estate is a vehicle through which people can build wealth. That's true. There's a lot of ways to build wealth, and we can talk about that in, you know, uh, many different ways. But um, there's there's a YouTube channel. I don't know if you've ever heard of Alex Hermosi. Um, I would recommend him to anybody. But he has a, he has a phrase that um, – Instead of investing in the S and P 500, you should invest mm-hmm. in the S and me 500. Okay. Meaning that uh, like it that the best investment you could ever make is in yourself, and I truly okay. believe that. I do. Okay. I do believe that. I, even before any other, because because JP, if somebody comes to me and they themselves have no capacity to earn income, then yeah. there's no conversation for us to have about whole okay. life real estate. Yeah. You need you to know, take investments. care of the me yeah. first. Yeah, you, yeah. so you, before okay. you ever invested in whole life or any of your rentals or anything, you invested years into yep. yourself, in education, into education, schooling, job. residency, all that good stuff, yeah. right? And so that's where I took a couple years to really invest in myself, reading lots of books. I didn't go to college, but I am a big believer in education. Mm-hmm. reading uh the classics you know okay as and far give as us the book that you the, were the, recommended the, so uh which one uh, i think it was mcknight's oh yeah 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 so that's that's if somebody's looking for um you know tax 
tax benefits. Oh, tax uh, benefits. Like, like oh, zero, yeah, the vegan zero percent. Yeah, 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 the power of zero is that book. But as far as the book that changed my life, changed my okay. perspective. Okay, drum roll. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> of course. Yeah, Robert Kiyosaki. <laughs> yeah. How did I know? Yeah. Hey, it's it changed a lot of people's lives for good reason. I mean, it because, you know, whenever I was working and putting 40 hours, the, the chapter that changed my mind, I think it's chapter yeah. five. Okay. Mind your own business. He, he says that you're putting yeah. 40 hours a week in to make somebody else rich. Okay. And that's what that's what clicked for me. I was like, wow, he's right. Yeah. I need to start putting the effort into myself. I need to focus on building this guy up mm-hmm. so then I can I can be all I need okay. to be. Okay. And how old were you? 23. You're 23 and you of course read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. And it changed that lo- that book has changed so many people's lives. It has. And then Think and Grow Rich. That's another one Think too. Think and Grow Rich. Okay. I, I love that book. I love the phrase uh, he talked about a burning desire. Having okay. a burning desire. Okay. And I think that it that's one thing that's been true in my life is that whenever I'm able to set my sights on something, there's nothing that'll stop it. And so okay. to me, reading those books at that time mm-hmm. really changed me. Also a bunch of different sales books. Um, you know, that really helped as yeah. far as, you know, just, uh, I, I think one of the books, uh, you know, book recommendations, I love them. Um, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. I love that book. I think that no matter yep. what profession you're in, you need to read that book. Yep. I think that that book, that book is just so good as far as just, yeah. just even simple stuff. Like in the book, he talks about like never saying anything negative about people. Right. Like, like even right. like, you know, if we're talking about a mutual yes. colleague and I, maybe I don't like them, you know, I just say something along the lines of, well, you know. Maybe they're just misunderstood or, yeah. you know, you know I, my I daughter's know, yeah. 12 and I think probably next summer or the summer after I'm going to make her read that book. You should, they should, that's, yeah. a, that's just for life. Yeah. I think it'll. Okay. So you're, so you're building yourself, books, building myself up. Okay. But still cash and checks every or yeah, ACH yeah. deposits. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every month, every month. Yeah. Did you have a lot of repairs or expenses? No. One time we had the roof, um, had a little leak. Okay. We had to get that patched. Okay. And then there was a really heavy rain where some uh, a bunch of water got in and the sump pump oh, didn't yeah. uh, stop yeah. working. We needed yeah. to get it replaced. So that was that was a big deal. But um, yeah, I mean they 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 take care of it. Okay. Yeah. And then how from the time that you signed your first tenant, how long was the time before you had your next? So property? our next one came. I mean, it'd be almost a year and a half ago. It was okay. a family deal. Okay. So, Tell us about that. So my wife's father, so my father-in-law, is a GC, general contractor, and he, uh, him, he can do it. He can do it all. So it's phenomenal to watch because I can't. I mean, I've, I'm not the guy lifting hammers here, you know. And mm-hmm. so to watch him work is really, really amazing. Um, and they had had this home in the family for a while that they had lived in for several years in St. Joe, and they. Um, just decided they wanted to, they also wanted to move to Kansas City, and so they wanted to do something with the house. And so the goal was to fix it up and uh, renovate it and rent it out. And uh, so we did. We got a hard money loan for the repairs. They already owned the home outright. We got a hard money loan for the repairs, uh, put about 35 k into it. And okay. can you tell, what what is a hard money loan? Yeah, great question. Um, so it's, there are lenders out there. So when people think about loans, they think about uh-huh. banks, you know, Chase of America, yeah. Chase of America, Chase Bank of America, Commerce Bank, you know, all these different big ones. Yeah. And they, they're going to give you a loan that's a traditional mortgage. It's only going to be on homes that are fixed up or sometimes you can, yeah. with some FHA loans, you can finagle repair costs in there. But w- with a hard money loan, it is 
investor-minded lenders yeah. that will give you loans specifically for the purpose of fixing up properties. And so they're okay. going to assess what's the value now, uh-huh. what could the value be after it's repaired, yeah. and then what is that repair scope of work and in the middle of that like? amount. They will give you that amount. Typically charging? Uh, 12%, yeah. 10% okay. interest, uh, monthly payments, six-month term usually. Um, and there's a balloon at the end. There is a balloon. You could get also like a 12-month um, like bridge loan if okay. you needed to. Yeah, It's kind of a little bit different, but... Um, Okay, yeah. so you're so taking the money from this. Li- and how did you meet this hard money lender? Um, just through advertising. Um, okay. We don't do business with them anymore. I, I would not recommend them to, to anybody. Okay. But is it like yeah. an agency? It's a company? Yeah, it's a company, a pretty well-known one here in Kansas City area. Okay. And and so, but anyways, it worked for that scenario. We got it all fixed up, refied out. And, um, yeah, we were able to uh, get a tenant in there. Um, it ended up being a... Um, Essentially like a five-bed, three-bath, but the, the bedroom downstairs is non-conforming, so it's not, it doesn't count on, okay. you know, like an appraisal or something like that. But somebody could easily house two people downstairs. And then uh, you rented it out? Yeah, we rented it out, yeah. So it's Same cash management company? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he manages one in yeah. St. Joseph and Kansas City. No, this one is in St. Joe, too. Oh, another one in St. Joe. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, so I currently own five doors in St. Joe. Okay, so St. Joe's is where you make your. I think St. Joe's is a great place to invest. Now, okay. I, you know, this is I don't know, I don't know wh- who your audience is like, but anybody that's uh, I'm an I'm an apologist for St. Joe, as far as rentals go. Okay. Do you know how much I'll pay in property tax on that house, the original one that I'd, I'd mentioned? Just Probably guess how much. Very little. Guess how much I'll pay? Yeah, annual property tax. Just guess. Uh, Five hundred dollars. Less. Two hundred dollars. Less. A hundred dollars. Hundred and twenty in property tax. Wow. Yeah, and so the monthly payment, your PITI, is really, really good. Um, so it's, you know, one of those things where uh, because of the way that it's set up, yeah, you can cash flow a lot. Um, so we're doing that on that second unit, and then we yeah. bought a third. We bought another one with that same family LLC, and, and we also hard money. Hard money. Yeah, well, that one's about to come to market right now. Do you um, do you put down payments on these when you get loans? Um, they just, well, I mean, they're just going to, it just depends on how much you're lending. So they will lend up to a certain percentage of the ARV. So if the ARV is, let's say 200 K and you are asking for a loan for, from these guys, they might give you 70% of the ARV. So in that instance, they'd give you 140 K Okay. and that's purchase plus rehab. Okay. So they'll purchase the property plus give you the money to rehab. Now, if in that instance, let's say that they will lend you 70%, but your purchase plus rehab is 160, that 20K, mm-hmm. you have to bring out of pocket at close. Okay. And who is your, who is your lender? So it's now. The hard, it's the hard money lender or do you get a bank? Hard money. Okay. Hard so money. your yeah, yeah, yeah. entire thing is yeah, through the hard yeah. money. Yeah. And then, but then on the back end, we're re- refining through a guy. That okay. And then you on the back end, you refi. Refi. Yeah. Or okay. sell it if you want to, but. I mean, depends okay. on what you want to do. But this is a podcast about rentals, of course. So that's right. Okay, so then you've got you got it coming to market. So that now you're just using hard money mm-hmm. to buy multiple units. Do they all cash flow? Um, yeah, yeah. There's none that don't. Yeah. Okay, and all of them one percent rule, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and how many units now do you have in St. Joe? You got your original one. Five. You always remember your first. Five. You have five houses. Five. One of them is a duplex. 
four houses, one of them is a duplex. So five four. units. Five, five units, units. Five doors. One of them is a duplex. Yeah. Four of which were bought with hard money. Correct. All cash flowing. Yes. Well, some of them are close. They will cash flow when they, really come, when they come to market. Yeah. Oh, when they come to market. Some of them aren't yeah, yeah. to market yet. And then um, your property manager takes care of it. Manages them all. Yep. And charges you 8%. Correct. What would you do if you had a big expense? Like a major, major something? Um, yeah, I mean, because we're, I, I just depends, right? I mean, I would evaluate, is it worth the fix, right? There's a, there's an yeah. example there. I mean, there's a, there's a probability there that I would just maybe just try to disposition it off to somebody who would want to buy it for, um, yeah. yeah, for, but, um, but you have savings and you have, yeah. you have a reserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that you could use. And so they, they're all ACHing every month mm-hmm. into your in our bank account. Yep. In your bank account. Mm-hmm. And then you're also involved in partnerships. Yes. So the two prop so every property in St. Joe except for the one the original one is a partnership. Okay, every part every, okay, so you've bought these yeah, in with conjunction with other people. Okay, and I think the, that's one thing maybe so far. Yeah, friends and family. I think that's one okay. thing maybe I regret so far is just not doing enough on my own. But yeah. you can go farther if you you can go farther yeah. faster t- if you do it with other people. Okay, and then so you you said the people that you are partnering with. Do you set up LLCs? How do you do yeah, that? Yeah, so the family one we have an LLC, and then the friends one we have an LLC. Okay, yeah, so I think if you're only going to do I think if you're only going to do like one deal, you just do like a joint venture agreement. Um, okay. But, I mean, if you're going to do multiple, the LLC is the way to go. And then you have, so you have small payment, you have probably smaller payments because you're dividing it amongst Mm -hmm. different people. ACHing into your bank account every month Mm -hmm. uh, on a certain day. You look forward to that day, I assume. Honestly, I don't really think about it too much. Sometimes, here's, here's where it really comes into play. I honestly, JP, forget sometimes I even own that original house in St. Joe. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Dude, I don't even, I, I just, it's. Yeah. You're just living your life, doing yeah, your work. Yeah, yeah, just working. And that's that's the thing. Like some guys out there, they will not hire a property manager. They will use apps like Rent Ready or something like that and, yeah. and use that to screen tenants and collect rent. And they'll they'll be their own manager. And I get that. Right. Yeah. But it's just a mad- matter of convenience for me. And, and yeah. to me, I, I would rather have that peace of mind. Yeah. Knowing that at three o'clock in the morning, if the pipes bust. Yeah. Like th- I'm not taking that call. Well, you also, know? Uh, you're you're most effective by working your job. Yes. You know, yes. earning an income yep. that you can invest. Yeah. What's your next plan? You're gonna. Mm. So you're, you you said you wanted question. to move to kind of doing it yourself, which That's I highly recommend. Your first rental kind of mm-hmm. one of the tenants that we have is don't do yeah. partnerships. Um. What 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 would be your next the plan? Thing? Um, so that's a great question right now. We are, so, so a couple months ago, I decided I'm going to start doing this on my own. So we have now, uh, multiple properties here in Kansas city that we're trying to tackle. You just came from one, right? Right. You just came from one. Okay. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about a deal you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you about two. So one, we, I decided I'm going to start taking action in Kansas city. So I'm friends with a couple of wholesalers who threw this deal to me in Blue Springs. Pre-foreclosure, 
They got it at 165 I think. I don't remember what their original price is, but they're going to wholesale to me. I purchased it from them at 192.5. So it wasn't 165. I think they got it at 175. This is a house? 175, yeah. Yeah, in Blue Springs, Missouri. I'm telling you, this house is turnkey, ready to go. So that I got it for 192.5 from them. I purchased it on a hard money loan where the rehab on it was only 10k. I'm just going to replace the AC unit and I'm just going to replace the flooring, a little paint. Call it a day. Okay, so the hard money loan is for the 192. Purchase plus rehab. But on that one, I had to bring 20K to the table. Okay. So brought the 20K to the table. And that's just from savings, your job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so basically bring that money to the table. Um, got the deal done. Uh, I'm going to get that deal put on the market uh, hopefully later this week, actually. So by putting on the market, you mean finding a tenant? No, no, no. This one will be a flip. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Sorry. Not a rental. You're flipping a house. Yeah, I'm flipping this one. Just because, okay, he, so here's where I'm at right now. And this is where, for people maybe who have been, after you get your first rental, you realize that you want to get your second, third, fourth, and then yeah. tenth. But you can't, every property can't be a rental. Maybe they can for somebody out there who's got money bags to be able to float around and, and make it all happen. But yeah. like, to me, with where we're at right now in, in that business and our journey, it just makes the most sense to sell it because I can make $40,000 on selling it and um, because you're going to put it on the market for 250 249.9 so it shows up on the Zillow search list <laughs> okay uh, yeah uh, it's a little tip but um, 249.9 it'll list three bed two bath 2,000 square feet finished basement a block away from Blue Springs South High School great home for any family that wants to make it happen it'll probably be sold by the time this podcast airs anyways but the point being is that it, um, we're excited about it. Hopefully, going to make 40k um, around that profit on the deal, and that money will then be immediately reinvested back into these other deals. So I mentioned I was going to tell you two. The second one is the one I just came from. So I got this deal, not from the REI on Tap uh, place that we went to, but yeah, it's not from our meetup. Not from, from New West. It, it's from New Western, but not from the meetup. Okay. So it's from a friend of mine that works for New Western and um, got the deal from him. I just texted him because I'm part of their marketplace. I get the same email emails that you do probably about the deals and stuff. And, and um, yeah, I just said, hey, I like this property. Can I go take a look? So we went and took a look, and, and we, uh, we decided it was a good move for us. And so um, I've got that one and then another one in Independence that we're also working on. And so and will these be rentals or flips? Uh, one will be a flip, one will be a rental. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've also got another property in St. Joe that we're trying to buy as a rental. That one's just going to be a 20% down, uh, just a regular loan, though. So it's DSCR, that kind of deal. Um, what, what's a DSCR? Debt service coverage ratio. Um, okay. So for maybe somebody who doesn't know, it's just it's just a way in which the bank can give you a loan without ever having to prove your personal income. Um, so they're looking specifically at the debt service coverage of the loan. So meaning that is your rental income going to be a certain ratio higher than the monthly payment if it is they'll do the deal if not then they won't oh yeah that's I, interesting so you've never heard of dscr before no yeah they're a great great tell us about that yeah so i mean basically for especially well, for what a, bank can especially i ask for a commission um dude, they do them all over I, my guy jason sneller i would recommend him to anybody um if anybody's looking for a loan officer that okay. can do dscr 
And so um, you don't have to do all the forms and the this and the that. Yeah, you don't have to prove income with DSCR. They're simply looking at the property. And that's where, for a commission guy like myself, like, like yeah, like I can, you know, I, okay, I'll bring over six figures this year, but it, it, it's not like a nurse or a doctor mm -hmm. or somebody where it's consistent. Income, yeah, you don't have you know, a W-2. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that. And so the point being is um, selling the homes, some homes you got to break up with so that you can reevaluate, re redeploy that cash into more rentals. And, and I would rather, because that rental, you might ask, why didn't I rent that house in Blue Springs? Take the long-term appreciation on a, yeah. on a house that 15 years from now might be worth 500K. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I do that? That's yeah. a question I'm asking myself, and it, it really pains me to have to sell it. But one, it's not going to be the last house I ever own in Blue Springs. And two, that house would only cash flow maybe $150 a month. With the way that rates are right now and yeah. after I refi oh, yeah. versus this house in St. Joe that we're getting ready to purchase— I'll cash flow like 350. So it's at this point, to me, it's about the cash flow. There's a phrase, I think it's Grant Cardone who says this, I can't remember, but equity comes, equity goes, but the cash will always flow. Meaning that cash flow is cold, hard cash. It hits your bank account every month. You can go spend it. I can take that 300 bucks and go take my wife out to a, a beautiful, um, you know, dinner or something like that, right? Yeah. Versus appreciation is just a number on paper. Until it actually Until becomes you realized, you know, well. yeah, yeah. And so cash, I'd r I would much rather redeploy that cash into something that's actually going to put money in my bank account on a month to month basis, because this is my, my why John is to retire my wife. Like that's my, that's my why it's my yeah. goal with rentals is to get enough of them to make her feel comfortable just quitting her job and Maybe and, raising uh, kids. Yeah, raising kids. Returning to uh, do doing whatever she wants. Yeah. Truthfully, yeah. And yeah. so that's where we're at. Why we're selling those two to take on two more rentals, and just kind of redeploying all of that, all that stuff. Can There's I a ask, lot. Why doesn't the wholesale company just sell it to or do the rehab and then? Some of them do, and the smart ones do. Okay. They call it wholetailing. Yeah. So oh, this is okay. a strategy I've recently been. Uh, made aware of as well. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it with, um, I think I'm going to do this. Uh, let me run this by you. This is, this is real time deal breakdown right here. So this okay. property and independence, something to think about this with the wrap strategy I talked about earlier uh -huh. in the last episode, um, this property and independence, I've got it for 80 K purchase price. There's a tenant living in it right now. The tenant will be out whenever I take ownership. Yeah. And, but it's livable. I mean, it's not nice. It's not nice, but it's livable. And I certainly don't want to be a slumlord. But my, I don't think I'm going to rent it. I think I'm going to wrap it. And so what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to, at 80K right now is what I got my purchase price at. I think I'm going to turn around. I think I'm going to offer to sell it to, I think I might put like 15K of work into it, refinance. And then once I've got my long-term debt secured, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to offer it on owner financing to a family that can't qualify for a loan. Yeah. But wants to own maybe, a piece maybe, of America. Yeah, maybe I would exactly the American dream. Maybe I would maybe I would sell it to them for one twenty, right? On a one yeah. hundred twenty thousand dollar note. And just cash flow. And then yeah, just cash flow and they'll pay me amount up front. And so all the upfront money I put into the deal, I would get right back. And so I have no money in this deal. Yeah. And all I'm doing is I am just controlling debt. Yeah. I'm I'm just taking the arbitrage between my debt and theirs. What a country. What a country. You are full of nuggets. All right, so if as this episode ends, if there's one thing we have to tell people, yeah, what's the take home? Well, you talked uh, about you nuggets. said about six I, or seven. Man, I I think it you just gotta get 
knowledge. I mean, right? I mean, like, what if? Yeah. What if, what if you? I, were, I'm. I'm. I've learned ten things this episode. What if you went into the surgery room and you had not? They wouldn't even let you in there if you yeah. were not fully knowledgeable on on how to do what yeah. you're supposed to do, right? However, with real estate, I think a lot of people think they can go head first into it without knowing their options, yeah. knowing what's possible, knowing what to look for, knowing this thing or that thing, right? And I certainly yeah. don't know everything, but if I could leave one nugget, it would just be to yeah. And I'm studious. this DSCR thing. I'm going to look into that. You should. Listeners need to look into that. I mean, they probably a lot of them probably know about it, but yeah, just learning, and that's that's another one of the beautiful things about real estate. There are a million things to learn. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask day. questions. I think too, like I just ask people. Like I'm not yeah. afraid. I I'm not afraid to look stupid because like I'm yeah. humble enough to know like I don't know really hardly anything about this industry. Yeah. Whenever really, I mean, like the other day I just wondered what a cap rate was, and I was like, Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that makes sense. But I didn't yeah. even know what a cap rate was, you know. And now I do. And yeah. So. All right. So it's our second episode with E Dub. E Dub is uh, pivoting away from college, went and worked at other things now owns his own empire doing i mean these are these are deals these are kind of complex things you're yep. leveraging debt you're moving debt and uh, you never went to college for this no you didn't you didn't you know you're just kind of doing it on your own but that's the beauty of real estate it's very it's not easy but it's very forgiving so that has mm-hmm. been episode 2 with edub you know we will be back <laughs>